this wonderful, wonderful day. So much going on today. Wonderful you, wonderful lunch to fall. It's all good. And I hear, it could be just hearsake, that we're going to have a lot of snow tonight, maybe six or seven inches. So stay warm and be careful. Please join with me in the call to worship found in your bulletin. Before God, angels and all people, we covenant with the Lord and with one another and do bind ourselves in the presence of God to walk together in God's holy ways. We take the word of God. Trusting in Jesus, who has said, My grace is sufficient for thee. We promise to follow Christ in all things. We acknowledge this church to be part of the universal fellowship of all those in every age and nation who are united by God's Spirit under the Lordship of Christ. Together we break the bread of life and share the cup of blessing. We love one another and pray for each other always. We dedicate ourselves to serve this fellowship according to our strength, abilities, resources, and opportunities. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Let us pray. Our God of ages past, of our present day, and of the future yet to come, we gather as a community of faith to worship you, as people have done here for 180 years. Be with us now in this place of sanctuary, and we take time to breathe and to relax and to fill our souls with the assurance of your loving presence here with us. As your body, we love and appreciate the personalities, skills, and devotion of all our members and friends who gather here today. And we ask that you continue to move us to be your hands in this world so we can ease the suffering of those we come across we give thanks today, God, for this beautiful sanctuary, which has sheltered and inspired thousands of peoples over the generations and has provided opportunities for us to serve, to share what we can, to study and learn, to volunteer and to laugh and play and create lifelong friendships. God, we thank you for joining us here and transforming us from simply being a group of individuals into being a true community. With your love and your spirit, this we pray. As we join together with Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And again, welcome to Southport Congregational Church to the 180th annual meeting, um, which will occur directly after our service here. Um, and also, um, I just wanted to go back to the call to worship, and because um, it's a little different than a call to worship that you normally would have had. And it's actually because it's a collaboration of the original covenant of this church which was written in 1843, which is what Annie read as the leader, and then the Revised Covenant, which was redone in 1977, which is what we read. Both of those texts appear in their entirety in your bulletin um, a little further if you're interested in reading the progression of that. Um, I'm only going to do a few announcements today, but I am going to start off um, with a very sad notice that you um, would have received in your emails, but in case you missed it, um, it's a sad day here as well as a joyful day for Southport Congregational Church as um, Perry Spate, one of our most beloved uh, members and choir member, um, died suddenly Friday night. Um, so Patty and Kendall and Devin and their spouses, Holly and Matt, are watching us on live stream and will be joining us um, via Zoom um, for our annual meeting presentation to honor Patty and Perry and all the amazing things that they have done for our church. So please, even if you didn't sign up to come to the annual meeting, we have lots of extra spaces and lots of soup and salad, and um, we can take uh, any, any walk-ins that um, need to come, come on in, because it's going to be a great celebration. Uh, and then the only really other thing I'm going to um, compel you to do, uh, well, two things. One is to take that register that you have on the outside aisles of your pews um, and sign your name, pass it along to your friend, and then make a new friend in, um, and in fellowship here uh, as you're heading into the annual meeting um, by greeting your neighbor. And then also in your bulletin is this fellowship uh, sign-up sheet. So there are some opportunities for you to volunteer here um, if you would like to. You can just fill that out and drop it in the offertory um, plate as it comes along. And then today is the last day to sign up for the 12th Annual Women's Retreat. So if you would like to do that, let us know today. And then uh, an email will go out with all the further details uh, early this week. Um, so with that... I believe we're going to welcome the Cherub Choir 
to come and sing for us. And the junior choir. With the, and the teen. All, all the teen choir represented by Ken Karen Quinn this morning. I love it. Thanks, choir. Always a joyful spirit added to the sanctuary when you all sing. So we are now going to begin our heritage recognition uh, part of the service, which is just such a fun thing that we do about every 10 years or so. Um, so 180 years ago, 34 men founded the first Congregational Society of Southport, ending a 200-year tradition of Southporters having to travel to First Church Congregational in Fairfield to worship. 
Since that time, our church has grown from those original 34 members to over 700 members. And through all those years and in the hearts of all of those members since the beginning have been the words of St. Paul, who reminds us about the nature of what a church is, saying, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. If one member suffers, all suffer together. And if one member is honored, as many members are today, all rejoice together. Present church. <laughs> Hello. Those who have been here to. Whoop. I'm going to give you a second here. There we go. All right. Those who have been here to worship, um, to serve, to participate in the life of the church for the last um, anywhere from 20 to 60 plus years collectively, given us the loving um, and caring character and spirit that we know and sometimes even take for granted um, in a nice way as Southport Congregational Church. Because without the commitment um, that you all have given in different ways from the time you joined, um, however long that might be, or even visitors until today, we would not be the church that we are without you. Each one of you brings a unique God-given skill and talent that makes up the very soul of our church. And so it's a good thing to do every five or 10 years to stop for a moment to celebrate that heritage and to celebrate each of you. Because as our scripture tells us, if one member is honored, all rejoice together. And so when we call your names, um, we are gonna invite you to come forward and receive a certificate that has been made for you and on behalf of all the members and friends of Southport Congregational Church, past and present, May we celebrate this really important moment together. Um, we sent out um, letters of invitation to, um, to everyone who is a 20 year member and, and above. And we asked those who are able to make it, please let us know if you're gonna be here today. So as we read the names, um, we're reading names of, of the people who we believe to be here, but we realize that sometimes um, there, are, there are gaps and there are things that fall between the cracks. So if um, you are here and if you do not hear your name called, we apologize, but we ask you to please come forward um, because we do actually, we have all certificates here. Peter Britton and his wife Mary Vaughn, who couldn't join us, but he will stand in for her. Also with 20 years is Eliza Chang, Robin Hogan. Yeah, you're gonna come right up and, and fill up actually up here with us and we're gonna keep moving forward and we're gonna get it, sorry, we're gonna get everybody here. Robin Hogan. And then 21 years, Rosine Shalala. 22 years, Christine Gould. God bless you, my friend. Jennifer O'Neill. Chris Phillip. Parker Rogers. Kimberlyn Chapman, 23 years. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. 
Dante Brittis, 24 years. Jeffrey Poling, 24 years. Pamela Poling, 24 years. She's going to take a picture. Okay. <laughs> Dwight Holmberg, 25 years. Katie Holmberg, 25 years. Joan Lowry, 25 years. Bill Van Olefen, 25 years. Moving on to the 26-year-olds, and looking fine is Linda Tours. Oh, yeah. Just walk right by. <laughs> Bottom one. Thank you. And then 30 years uh, is Laura Lucas, who we know as Devin Spate, and she's joining us uh, there. So um, here's your certificate, Devin. Karen McDonald, 31 years. Bridget Schulten, 31 years. Rob Schulten, 31 years. Kendall Spate, 33 years. Linda McGovern, 35 years. Cynthia Rainey, 36 years. Chuck and Pat Madison, 38 years. And Patty Spate, 38 years. Frank Root, alphabetical. And Frank Root, we're going to divulge how many years he has in just a moment. It's top secret. Is there anyone else's whose name is of the 20 decade that's here? Oh, no, late 20s. Sorry. This is early 20s. You're all in your late 20s. Oh, I read all the 30s. Oh, sorry. I screwed up again. Now Paul's going to do the late 20s. In which Frank will be Frank will be called in the late twenties. We're keeping we'll you on you. your toes. Here we go. Everybody, sit right. down, simmer down. It was just a test to see how good you are. So now Paul's going to read his entire stack. On we go seamlessly. Lisa and Paul Duthie, come on up. We have it. Oh, no. And we have Debbie Eck, Martha Dunn, who I saw. Come on up. Here you go. Here you go. Right. Thanks, Martha. Marnie Cruz and Scott Cruz. Jeff and Tracy Provost. And Hugh and Sally Smith. I don't know if they are here. There they are. And then Perry Spate. God rest his soul. Landon stories. It's interesting what you what you think of sometimes when you see people's names. I think uh, 20 years ago, 23 years ago, Good Friday, third of the ceiling fell in, and um, uh, <laughs> and we had no ceiling uh, from the big storm. And Landon, uh, thank you. God, God bless you. Um, got the plaster and painter, and um, I think she is at home watching this, so thank you so much, and love David. Dutch Wine Coop, and Doug Moore, and Peggy Moore. Dylan Pop. Judd MacArthur, yep, and I will read the years now. Judd MacArthur for 29 years. Here we go. Judd was in the same class, same group of new members that Laura and I were in when we first came 
Frank Root, here is Frank Root with 29 years. <laughs> You're official. Um, some sketchy characters, Laura and Paul Whitmore. <laughs> they made it today. Um, of 29 years, okay. I think it's back to you, okay. All right, so, and for 46 years, we have Ray and Nancy Long. There they are. And Laura Wilbur, 50 years. Laura's back there. Just go up to Laura Whitmore, here you go. And Peter Wiswell, 56 years. Peter's here today. Harriet Wiswell, 59 years. Carol Wheeler, 61 years. Carol is here today. I know, the, the wows are starting here. Carol, where's Carol? Here we are, okay. And Dwight Wheeler, 67 years. And Dwight is our longest, not the oldest, the longest term living active member. He is here. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Well, and the wonderful thing is, you say it's like getting married again. You were married here. How many years ago? That's a that's a that's a dangerous question to ask. It's like a spot check. It's like fifty-six, fifty-six, and how many days and how many hours? Right. So absolutely wonderful. Also, um, someone who I see in the back there, 30 years, I believe, is Vicki Racido. So come yeah. on up, Vicki. Is there anyone else who, who, uh, who we missed who's here? Don't be shy. Yeah. <laughs> How many, 35 years for you? Is that what it is? I know, I know. No rush, no rush. Do we have any like closing words? That's how I was told. Yep, turn right around there. There you go. Ready? Just stay. Yeah, there you go. You need to stay. Stay put. Okay. All right. So, here. I want to stand with you because we're going to take a picture. Fine, I'm not going to stand on opposite sides. People are going to talk for decades to come if we do that. <laughs> so um, I just want to say, God bless you. Thank you for your leadership, for all those things that we have seen and known about, for everything that, is, that happens, which is the majority um, of this church, things that happen behind the scenes, um, under the current. Um, it's as they've said, you know, a, a duck that, that paddles like crazy under the water and it just on the surface, it seems like it's moving along, just gliding right along. And um, you all have been a part of that in many, many different ways. So I wanna say thank you, God bless you. We're gonna just stay, stay still for one second because Pam's gonna get a good big picture of all of us. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Two years. 
22 years. Yeah. I'm glad. So glad you're going to be in. I'm so excited. Yeah. Let's join together in a hymn. As we enter into a time of intentional prayer and meditation, I ask you to keep the following people in your hearts and minds and spirits. We pr offer prayers for Haley Stevenson, who's at St. Vincent's receiving transfusions for a blood platelet disease and hoping to return home soon. We offer prayers to Andrew Malkin and Ellery and Steele and Channing on the death of Andrew's father, Richard Malkin, last Thursday at the age of 92. We offer prayers for Fred Fjordhawk, who is starting treatment for pancreatic cancer. And we offer continued prayers of support for Neil Rice and Carol Lassiter Rice. Neil's in the hospital and continuing to recover. And then of course, we offer our heartfelt prayers to Patty Spate and the entire Spate family and all those who loved Perry. So with these prayers and all those that we carry to these pews on this morning, let us bring them to God. Our
our loving God. As we gather today, bow our heads, join our hands, and rest our busy minds for a moment. We are overcome, Lord, with the vastness of this human experience. All at once, we can feel joy. We can feel grief. We can feel longing. And we pray, Lord, that we can feel peace. Because you, God, walk beside us through all of it. Because you, God, know what it is like. Because you gave yourself to the sacrifice of this life. You were born into this world fully human and divine. And therefore fully struggling with what it means to feel everything at once. You truly have a window to our souls. And seeing us clearly, you, who have known us since we were in our mother's wombs and know us now, still love us. So Lord, we pray that you help us on this day in which we honor the long-standing membership of this body to know not just the length of your love in our lives, but to know the height and the breadth and the depth of your care. For we are reminded today, Lord, that this church is not stone or mortar, pews or a pulpit, but it is the living, breathing, eternal heartbeat of this community, all members of one body. And therefore, the legacy of this church is no more and no less than the infinite love and spirit which pours through its doors each Sunday and follows us as we gather and as we depart each week, as we do so offering our peace to a world that is feeling just as deeply as we are. May you give us your peace on this morning, Lord. May you be with us now. This we pray in the name of Jesus, incarnate love, here and present. Amen. And as we transition to our time of generosity, which is really nothing more than continued prayer, I am I'm reflecting on our um, that first covenant of Southport Congregational Church, which says, we break with you this bread of life and share with you this cup of blessing. And I'm reminded of the 23rd Psalm, which tells us that 
Our God anoints our head with oil and our cup runneth over. And if you look in our bulletin, there's also a chart of our missions giving, of the true product of how much our cup runs over with blessing. And so as we offer this time of generosity, keep in mind that that is where our generosity goes, to be given in an overflowing, abundant life, not just for this community, but for the larger community. So in that spirit, this morning's offering will be
us join now in the unison prayer of dedication. We give love and offer tangible hope to others because God loves us. We give with cheerful hearts because we have so much for which we are grateful. Receive these gifts, God, as expressions of our gratitude to thank you now and always. Amen. We have our scripture passage uh, listed in our bulletins, and we're going to um, be lifting up this complete passage. We heard uh, parts of it earlier during the um, heritage uh, celebration, and um, these words are from the Apostle Paul. And in these words, um, what he's really doing is reminding us of two things, who we are and what we are about. So let's read this together. Just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as God chose. And God has put the body together so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. To that I say amen, and it's interesting as I was reading these words, it's, it, you know, it's fascinating the insight into not just spirituality, but just really into the human condition and how things work. And to think that, you know, when I think of 2,000 years ago, so many times I think about people walking in robes and sandals and sticks and primitive, primitive, primitive. And this is sophisticated stuff. And it's fascinating what was going on in their minds, regardless of what you saw on the outside. So <clears throat> we are the body of Christ. That's what the church is. That's what we are. We're part of that. It's how we view every person as part of the one greater body created by God. And that is a sacred way to look at humanity. It may not be the 
political way or the psychological way or the economic way, but that's a spiritual way that we look at humanity. And not only the way that we look at humanity, but really <clears throat> where our ethics come from, where our morals come from. Seeing each person and understanding each person as a sacred being and part of a greater sacred body, deserving of that level of dignity, that level of respect, worthy of that level of human rights and justice. And then here at Southport Congregational Church, we're also a part of that body. Sometimes it can be easy to think that, you know, this, this is it. We are a grain of sand in, in, the, in the larger part, but important. And our body as a church is 180 years old. This is how it feels to be 180, right? <laughs> and we are. Now, you can't do that as an individual, can you? But as a church, we are, and we're part of this church. And we've been doing this for a long, long time. I was thinking about this in relation to Heritage Sunday today, as well as our annual meeting that we're going to have right afterwards. And, and here's something fun. One of these certificates that we gave out today, um, one of our members who we're celebrating today, Bonnie Annecy, um, Bonnie Annecy is a 66-year member, um, very active all her life. Now she lives in alternate Connecticut, um, also called Florida. <laughs> <clears throat> Bonnie's mom, Esther Huther, um, who I knew, she died in 2011. Bonnie found um, some things at her house and she ended up giving a couple of things to the church. One of these things that was really interesting was this is the key to the original church from 1843. We never really exactly resolved why uh, Bonnie's grandmother had the key to the church, but the other thing that was really interesting is that there is a certificate from Southport Congregational Church that was given to Esther's mother, Bonnie's grandmother, and she joined the church in 1898, and she was given a certificate in 1948 for 50-year membership. And you know what? I was kind of astounded when I saw her certificate because it really didn't look very much different than the ones that we got today. And so I think, you know, I don't know if anybody is going to be finding your certificate 100 years from now, but you never know. You never know. But it makes me think once again that we have been living as this body and as a part of this body for generations. And so I was thinking about some of the people who we're honoring today in that regard. Like Dwight Wheeler, we talked about. I know that he doesn't like to be singled out, so I'm not going to single you out. I'm going to include you with a group of some other people. Sally Conti, Bonnie Yannese, who I mentioned, Dave Huntington, Serena Smith, Carol Wheeler, all 60-plus year members of this church. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at this. It's kind of a long time, right? It's a pretty long time. I read 60-some members, and, you know, and I heard some people say, wow, and that is a long time. 
And it also hit me too that, you know, a lot of people here, including me, we're older than 60 years. So, you know, I think exactly how old is that anyway? And then it hit me <clears throat> that, you know, my gosh, 60 years as a part of this church is a third of its entire life. That, I think, is pretty wild. I was talking with Dave Huntington, one of the people in that, in, in that group. I was talking with him a couple days ago. And um, I, Dave, I know you are watching today. He watches from New Hampshire, recently moved up there um, to, be with his, to be with his kids. Um, I know he's watching because he watches faithfully every Sunday. So there's the people who we see, and then there's, there's people now, live stream, who are remote, who we may not see physically, but are very much a part of us. So Dave's been a member here for 63 years. Interesting thing is he joined when he was 34 years old. He's now a very vibrant 97-year-old. And I do mean very vibrant. He said, well, now I need to walk with a cane. I'm like, I should be so lucky. <clears throat> now, the funny thing is, when he was a kid, though, he was playing baseball in our back parking lot, what's now our back parking lot. When he was a kid, though, that wasn't a parking lot. And that wasn't even ours at Southport Congregational Church. It was a lot. And it had, he said, you know, it had a couple of maple trees, and uh, he goes, I don't, I don't know why we'd play baseball there, but, but he did. So that was 88 years ago. And I think about that, and I think, wait a minute, <clears throat> 88 years? That's like half of the entire 180-year life of the church. And I thought, no, that couldn't be wrong. That couldn't be right. It couldn't be 50%. I was like, yeah, no, it's not 50%. It's like 49.6%. <clears throat> God bless you, Dave, who's really been here for half of the life of the 180 years of the church. And he did everything. As far as that goes, Sally Conti, who we also mentioned, 66-year member, is a phenomenal human being. She ran the carousel for 22 years. Some people say that showing up is half the battle. Right? We've had a lot of people showing up for a long time. But the big question, of course, is, what are we showing up for? right? Not just what are we doing as a church, but what are we supposed to be doing as a church? And specifically, how about the last year and how about going forward? What are we supposed to be doing? Here's a little history and theology lesson. From the very first time that followers of Christ started to get together, as it's recorded in the Bible, even the very first, first, first groups, and from that point on, all did four very distinct things. And these things have come to be known as the four marks of the church. As a church, if you want to be true to what you're supposed to be doing, what Christ had in mind, you're going to be engaged in all four of these things 
and they need to be in a healthy balance. It's not a law, it's not a doctrine, but it's just that if you only do some of these things, you're gonna be doing good things, it's just not gonna be a church. And so we need to always be very mindful, are we doing these four things in balance? And these four things are worship, community, education, and mission. And by the way, if you look at our, our four boards and, and, and how they are operated, they follow very closely along these lines, except for the fellowship part, because fellowship is a committee and that really runs throughout. So for example, <clears throat> if you just worship and pray together, let's say you're, you're part of a prayer group or something like that, that's wonderful. It might be a great spiritual practice group. Maybe you meditate, but it's not a complete church. Some people get together for community support, for, re, for relationships and fellowship. You might be a great social group, but you're not a church. There are some groups together that get together, some whole organizations, and what do they do? They do human services. Wonderful. That's terrific. And justice, you might be a fabulous human service organization, but that in itself is not a church. You can do education, same thing. You might be a school. You can be, even be a religious school. <clears throat> but there's only one organization that does all four of these things at once and keeping them in balance, and that is church. And these four marks or actions that churches have always done since the very beginning are extremely familiar to us, so familiar that I bet a lot of you have probably never even thought of them in this way. Worship, spiritual practice are expressions of that. Prayer, singing, meditation, reading, listening to scriptures, sermons. Second is community, being the body of Christ, being together. In the way that <clears throat> we hear in scriptures that if one part suffers, all suffer together. And sometimes we do suffer. And then if one part rejoices or is honored, then everyone rejoices with it and supports one another. We go through the highs, we go through the lows, we go through all the different facets of life, and we do this together because we're a community. Being a part of a community means that, you know, I think about the cross being vertical and horizontal. It's not just this vertical thing, me and God, I get God on the golf course and when I walk on the beach, that's wonderful but it's about human connection and traveling this journey together, not just about our lives, but about all of us. How do we live and navigate this with all of our different parts where we're each doing different things, singing, working on the trustees, ushering, doing flowers, taking care of the building, delivering bread to people who, who need it, on and on and on and on again. You know, we think about the, the, the body metaphor that there says that, you know, there are the eyes, there are the hands, there's the mind, the muscles and the legs, and all together, that's what makes us move. That's what makes us healthy. When you read our annual report, which I hope... I hope every one of you does. And we have copies. They should be in the narthex. We have copies in the fellowship hall. You read this, 
and you go, I get it. I get it. This is the body. This is what you see, working together and beautifully. Worship, community, education, and mission. So what are we here for? And how do we do with that? It's what you find on every page of the report. And look at it in terms of who we are and what do we do through this lens of these four things. Let's take just kind of a quick scan and look and reflection about this. Worship, of course, all sorts of ways, times, locations, styles on the beach. Sometimes in the summer, we go in the chapel sometimes, all sorts of music. We just had our Wednesday evening, Ash Wednesday service, Easter, sunrise service, Monday, Thursday, uh, evening service in Fellowship Hall, different location, Christmas Eve, blue Christmas candlelight service that was in the courtyard. So God bless and thank you for everyone who's been a part of these things, the body in this way. Worship isn't worship without us being together. Showing up is a big part. And believe me, during the pandemic, when every one of these pews was empty, there's a real difference. And there's a difference that you felt by not being able to be here either. So thank you, Lauren, Julianne, our choirs, our musicians, adults, kids, the ushers, the deacons, the people who magically make the bulletin appear every Sunday. It just happens, effortless. People who do our communications, prepare our space, keep it looking and feeling welcoming, that a place was prepared for you. It's like people care, because we do. So thank you, Pam and Janae and Paul DePrado and Tim and Sydney and Riviera and Linval and Roseanne. These are some of the people behind the scenes. And because now we also get together on live stream, thank you to the group who's up there every single Sunday presenting that. Parker, Trevor, Michael, all of our high school live stream dream team. So that's worship. And then there's community. And community, as I said, runs through everything we do. So thank you and God bless you to our fellowship committee who makes it happen. When we go back there and we get these wonderful things every Sunday that just magically appear. <laughs> There's somebody who's doing that. And you can also volunteer to help do that, which would be wonderful. Our fellowship committee, you know, has been putting on a fellowship hour and, and thank you to everyone who helps with that. And then they also do things during the year, movie night, trivia night, Christmas open house, progressive dinner, picnics, barbecues, you know, and then we have fellowship, important connections in our boards and in our committees. I mentioned the loss of Perry Spate. It was a big part of that. And as we'll hear in the annual meeting afterwards, when we recognize what he and Patty have done over four decades, you know, I'm sure that many of you have served with him, have acted with him, have rejoiced with him, have now we're suffering. I think about our 29 Carousel Thrift Shop volunteers. Such a great group. Where they do so much, and a lot of that is the relationships among themselves and among the people who walk in the door. We have fellowship in our men's group, our women's group, in the choirs. Community runs throughout. This includes <clears throat> community that, that occurs from, we have members who drive other members to doctor's appointments. We don't see that, 
but it's happening. We have members who uh, we call on Christmas morning because one of our kids sliced his thumb open. And she says, I'll be right there. Come to my office Christmas morning. Thank you. I think there was also Thanksgiving morning one year, too. <clears throat> There's the meals that people prepare for each other when somebody, maybe they just got out of the hospital, they're in need. There's the people who provide a listening ear. This is what makes a congregation and an open heart. And then there's our, our education all over the place. Children, youth, adults. So God bless you. And thank you again, Laura and, and, and Julianne and Sydney and Melissa, our Board of Christian Education and all of our volunteers. And now let's talk about the fourth element of mission. How about that one? Because we are one body, the way our scripture put it <clears throat> was Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. In their minds, that's covering all the bases. And it says, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we're all part of the one body. It's not just people who follow Jesus. Whether we're in the church or not, rich or poor, gay or straight, right? We treat each other, we care for each other as if we're all part of the one body. You know why? Because we are. It's not an as if, as our scriptures tell us. If one member suffers, we all suffer together. So we care for those who are inside and outside of our church community. Looking back on 2022, let's think about that part of our body and what we're doing in this way. Please read the annual report, our Board of Missions, because that's a wonderful portion of our total impact. Sometimes we think about the Board of Missions and we, you know, it's often referred to, you know, we look at their budget item and we go, well, this is what we do as mission. No, 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 no. That's a portion of the greater whole. If you look in your bulletins, there's a, a, a beautiful color pie chart. Check it out, because that really is what gives us more of an authentic picture of our giving and the lives that we touch and our help. This is you, through your giving and caring, that gets translated into this thing called money sometimes, and then gets dispersed, and then it's like that food trans in, transforms into calories, which transforms into energy. That's how it works. It becomes outreach, it becomes help, it becomes giving hope, it becomes saving lives. All this fed by your giving and your doing. So thank you to all of you. Our help and our reach to people in need is in the thousands, providing educational support, help with addictions, housing, food, clothing, helping people who are refugees who have fled for their lives, people who are reintegrating into life after imprisonment, people who have been burned out of their homes beyond Julianne, including Julianne, beyond Julianne. Support for those on the Red Shirt Table Reservation in South Dakota, providing housing and support for women and their families who've been abused, providing help for homeless veterans, men and women, providing help 
for people to pay medical bills, providing help for people to repair their car when it breaks down, as well as providing counseling and support for our youth, for people who are suicidal, it's an epidemic, for people who are depressed, also an epidemic. Our help is vast. Part of our church help goes through organizations, and then part of it is you, rolling up your sleeves, stuffing backpacks, making and serving meals, picking up and delivering bread to people who are hungry. We do all of that. And then part of that goes through a mission board and part of that is you directly. Part of that goes through Laura and me that people intentionally never see. To maintain dignity, to maintain privacy. Part of it goes through the youth group. And some of this is wonderfully funded by some very loving church members who have set up missions and acts of service and acts of kindness funds to help address needs as they arise when people come to us or we're aware of things. And they say, we know that there's things that the church doesn't cover otherwise. We want you to be able to address these and help these. God bless you. God bless you. People who've done that. People who've run into a rough patch with employment, who without some help would lose their home, and we are their last choice. Some people have something as simple or as life-changing as a car accident or the car breaks down. And you know what? We may not think of it, but if your car doesn't work, you can't work. You can't drive, and no longer then can you support your family. And the whole house of cards falls. I mentioned the hospital bills through the Bridgeport Hospital Bed Fund. So our mission board budget is one part of that. And then there's the whole pie, the bigger picture. So who are we? <laughs> who are we? And what have we been doing? Frankly, when you put it all together, thanks for, thanks for listening to all this. Because it is a lot. It is a lot. It's even hard to keep track of. And I'll be honest with you, when I, when I think about it, when I start laying it out like this, when I look at the annual report, it makes my head spin. And I wonder sometimes, how are we doing all this stuff? Worship, community, education, and mission. All four. I am so proud. So proud to be a part of this body of Christ with you. You're part of my body. Let's keep our body healthy. Let's keep our body strong. Let's keep our body moving and spiritually grounded at the same time. Let's keep weeping with those who weep, rejoicing with those who rejoice, because this is a privileged and a blessed journey to be able to love and serve 
And I never take one moment of any of this for granted. God bless you. God bless us. I love you. Thank you. Amen. Talk about um, <laughs> how, how one part of the body can influence the rest. As we're starting to sing joy, joyful, joyful, I was thinking, oh, like, oh my gosh, I hope Leslie sings that part. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's the, there's the whole, all of our voices, and then there's this one voice, and it just, it just lifts me up. It transforms me. And, and Shannon, thank you, Shannon. If you're just in direct line with Leslie, sorry about that. Um, wow. Wow. We are blessed, we are lifted up, we are touched, we are part of this greater whole created by God. Thank you, God, for being a part of that. May we take all the strength and all the joy and all the, all the blessings, all the inspiration that we receive here. May it fill us to bursting that our cup overflows because it does. May God's love flow through us. May God's light shine through us.
lifting, strengthening, encouraging all those we meet today and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.